It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome to Money for Lunch. I am so I'm so excited you're here. I always appreciate the fact that you guys stop by and support the show and have been sharing the show. We uh, totally appreciate that. Today is uh, kind of important. My guest today is Francis Jackson, uh, who's a regular here on Money for Lunch and works with veterans. And I have a huge huge soft spot, a lot of respect and love for our veterans, and I appreciate the great work that he and his team do uh, at, uh, uh, for, our, for our veterans, right? It's, it's uh, you know, sometimes that these guys, these brave men and women tend to suffer in silence because, um, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of like the unsung hero. They're sometimes forgotten. And, and you don't hear about the fact that I believe some something like 22 veterans commit suicide a day. I believe that's the I believe that's the facts. Uh, but you can um, you can check that out for yourself. But these people are important. These people have sacrificed sometimes their body, sometimes both their body and their mind, and their families to protect us. And in some cases, they've, they, they paid the ultimate price because they died in battle or they died in duty, on duty. And, and, it's, and it's, again, we just take it for granted. Um, all right, so before we bring on our guests, I wanted to start the show with the quote of the day. The quote of the day, um, and I just had it here. I don't know what I did with it. The quote of the day has to do with being relentless. Uh, leadership is having a compelling vision, a comprehensive plan, relentless implementation, and talented people working together. Alan Mulally. Mulally. Leadership is having a compelling vision, a comprehensive plan, Relentless Im- Implementation and Talented People Working Together by Alan Mulally. Um, if you have a quote that you would like me to share on the air, just send it out to me, Bert at BertMartinez.com. We'll take care of it. And uh, if we use your quote, we'll also send you out some swag, some money for lunch some swag, or maybe dominating your mind swag. We will make it uh, happen. All right, let's get this party started. On the show, as I mentioned earlier, is Francis Jackson. He's an attorney who specializes in disability law for those seeking veterans' disability benefits as well as Social Security disability benefits. He's a founding partner of Jackson and McNichol. He has been featured on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox network affiliates around the country. He most recently appeared as a guest of Ben Glass on the Consumer Advocate Show discussing benefits for veterans and Social Security disability benefits and how his practice allows him to make a difference in the lives of people facing disability. He has been quoted in USA Today. He is listed in Cambridge Who's Who. Mr. Jackson was honored by the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors for a Quilly Award in 
September of 2012 for his contribution as a joint author to Amazon bestselling book, Protect and Defend, where he wrote about protecting one's rights to veterans' disability benefits compensation. In 2017, Mr. Jackson was inducted into America's Most Trusted Lawyers for his outstanding work in disability law. Francis Jackson, welcome back to Money for Lunch. Thanks, Bert. Such a pleasure to be here. It's always good to have you here. As I said on the show, and I've said it multiple times, um, you know, the work that you guys do is extremely important. And, uh, you know, as I've learned, uh, sometimes it can take a decade or more to get some of these matters rectified. So you guys do important work, and I appreciate that. Uh, appreciate what you and, and your partners do there. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, any, are, are there any new developments for veterans in, in the Congress? Yes, Bert, there are actually several. Uh, uh, great, let's talk about them. Okay. Um, the, uh, the House has passed several bills relating to veterans, um, and there are four that I think are, are particularly important. You may remember that we talked a little while ago about the fact that one of the courts, the Federal Circuit, had just issued a decision that would offer the possibility of uh, benefits for Navy sailors who were off the coast of Vietnam and who contracted Agent Orange-related diseases such as diabetes or heart disease or cancer. And the House has now passed a bill that would extend those benefits to all Navy veterans um, from, Vietnam, from the Vietnam era that served um, on ships off Vietnam, regardless of whether they were within the coastal waters or just beyond. And that, that's the distinction in the court case. The, the presumption is extended to those within the territorial waters of Vietnam, which extends out 12 miles. But this bill would extend it to ships that were even a little further out at sea, which is certainly important to those folks. So that's one. Uh, a second one is a bill called the Fight Veterans Suicide Act. And what that does is it requires the VA to notify Congress of suicides and suicide attempts at VA facilities within a week. Um, and what, was, what prompted that bill was, as you mentioned in your intro, there have been a number of suicides by veterans, but three of them, uh, were veterans who died by suicide at VA facilities within a five-day period last month. And wow. so Congress said, you know, this is getting out of hand, and we want you to keep us informed of exactly what's going on so we can decide what to do. There's a, a related bill that um, I think actually may be even more important, which is related to the suicide hotline that the government set up for veterans. And what this does, the title of the bill is Support for Suicide Prevention Coordinators. And what it requires is that the comptroller uh, review the responsibilities of those folks, their workload, and more important, the vacancy rates for people in that job and submit a report to Congress annually. And that's important because as you may well guess, that's a tough job mentally, and people burn out 
We turn over a lot. And so this is an attempt by Congress to kind of get a handle on that and make sure that those folks are being trained and compensated and that more importantly that the positions are being staffed. So that I think is a those those two bills together regarding the suicide issue I think are really important as you mentioned in the intro. The uh, the other bill that seems important to me and I think will ultimately be important to a lot of people is a bill by the Congress that would improve the burn pit registry. And you and I have talked about the fact that in Southeast Asia, uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan and other uh, Kuwait and so on, um, when the troops were advancing in various places or withdrawing, the uh, Army in particular, but other services as well, burned huge amounts of materials and in the process released all kinds of um, chemicals into the air. And the registry is just exactly what it says. It's a registration list for people who were present at those sites and uh, gives them an ability to indicate where they were. But the importance of the bill really is that it's sort of a foot in the door. Um, There are a number of veterans and organizations that represent veterans that are lobbying Congress quite heavily to establish a presumption that folks that were exposed to those chemicals are potentially susceptible to a number of different diseases, comparable to the Agent Orange presumption for veterans that served in Vietnam. And so I see this bill as really kind of a a test to see how much interest Congress has in supporting those folks. So the fact that they that they passed this piece, I think, augurs well for the notion that Congress is going to step up and do more along these lines. Interestingly, the, uh, uh, the Department of Defense and the VA uh, have set up a, uh, a committee to establish, well, to review the effects of the uh, of the exposure here and to talk about uh, what steps should be taken, including whether or not they should set up a presumption. But it's it's an important bill because there are already 175,000 veterans uh, that have signed up as having been exposed to uh, the burn pits. So it's it's really a big deal. And I'm hoping that um, Congress will continue along this line and actually uh, ultimately set up a presumption for service connection for those folks. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, you know, what's extraordinary to me, Francis, is how long it takes for our government to act under, you know, for these presumptions. And, and I, know, I understand, you know, there's, it, it's the money, right? Uh, they, they, they're they're trying to reduce their costs, and I get that to an extent. But you know, when you have men and women who are exposed to these different chemicals, uh, this burn pit, all these other things, it just boggles my mind how friggin' long it takes 
And I've said this before, the, the people that are making these decisions and the reason they're taking so long is not only are they you know, concerned about the money, but these are people who have not served. And therefore, they're just dragging and dragging, and it just frustrates me incredibly. Well, and with good reason, Bert, but I, I, I would say that one, one other factor that goes into how long it takes in some of these is it takes a while for the medical folks to collect the evidence and sort out what the effect of these chemical exposures are. You know, with, with, uh, with Agent Orange, some of these diseases, they really weren't able to establish the relationship for quite a number of years. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that in the burn pit area, what happens is some of the obvious ones are taken care of pretty quickly and that um, some of the others, it takes a while for enough medical evidence to accumulate before they can figure out the relationship. But the important thing, I think, I think you and I are on the same page, is that uh, it's it's uh, it's time to be moving in that direction at least to, to be acting on this and and the fact that they've they've gone as far as they have with the registry is I think an important start. As, yeah. as you were saying, as you were saying this is a slow process, but at least that's a that's a good step, and I'm hopeful that it will lead to better steps. I am too. I mean, and first of all, I, I do want to. Uh, say you're right. It does take time to collect the evidence, but I, I think they could collect a lot faster. And, and, and you know, it's anyway, it's just uh, I know that it does take time, but there's a I think there's a huge difference between taking time, uh, what, what most people would consider a reasonable amount of time, let's say a year, maybe two versus, you know, five or ten or in some cases, you know, 30, 40. Yes, I couldn't agree more, Bert. All right, so is that was that number four? That was number four. Okay. Those, those four I thought were the – I mean, there were some other bills that were passed, but I thought those four were really the important ones. Now we'll have to wait and see what happens to them in the Senate. Yeah, absolutely. No, and those are important. Uh, those are important. And, and, you know, again, it just goes to show you that sometimes our soldiers – are put in harm's way, not by a bullet or by the enemy, but uh, by our own government. And, and again, not when I say harm's way, not like the government is conspiring to hurt our, 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 our men and women, but they're asked to do jobs that are hazardous. And sometimes protection happens after the fact. And, you know, like, like it does almost in any company, right? The, the reason that there is a Procedure of, of policies and procedures manual is because somebody down the road uh, either discovered something or there was a mistake that was made, and therefore now there's a policy and a procedure around that uh, new new information. So uh, you know, again, with the burn pits, a lot of people probably weren't thinking, "Hey, we we need to protect our people and have them wear masks and filters and and you know." Uh, but, uh, you know, now they have that information. So I guarantee you, if, if, uh, if somebody was assigned to the burn pits today, they're going to have the protective gear that they need. And that's just the way a lot of, you know, that's the way most policies and procedures are made, not only in our government, but in, in just any business in America. 
That's for sure. All right. So let me ask you this. Are there any agency actions by the VA that, that uh, have importance to our veterans? Well, one thing that the VA has just um, done, Bert, that I think, I think may help uh, some veterans is uh, they've set up a coordination system with Medicare. Now, you'll remember that there are actually quite a number of veterans who are eligible for benefits, health benefits through VA and are also eligible because of their age for health benefits under Medicare. So what was going on for quite a while is there was not really any system for tracking how medications were prescribed in these two different systems. So what uh, the VA has now done is they worked out an arrangement with the Medicare folks who monitor medication prescriptions uh, under Medicare to also monitor the prescriptions by the VA so that somebody is actually looking at the totality of the medicines being prescribed to each individual under both systems. And theoretically, that will catch things like um, undue amounts of opiates being prescribed, medications with contradictory effects being prescribed, medications that um, are potentially dangerous to be prescribed together, um, mm. all of those things. So uh, I think that's a, a useful and important step that VA has taken to try and uh, help with the, uh, with the healthcare piece, and that's always a good thing. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's... Um, this is the thing that that again, not I'm not trying to pick on our government, but it's just this. Our 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 government, a lot of people don't believe this, but they are woefully behind the times when it comes to things like computers and system integration, and and some of these computers are a decade old, and that's why they're slow and stuff like that. Uh, and if you don't believe me, just Google it. Uh, but uh, you know, it seems. About time. Uh, so congratulations that they're putting these systems together. So so the people on uh, Medicare or Medicaid and, and and who also happen to be uh, veterans, you know that information is is being I guess uh, shared uh, or people have access to it. So again, it's just better protect our veterans, better serve them. Exactly. So I like that a lot. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, all right. So um, let me ask you this. Do you have any other agencies taking action that may affect veterans? Actually, there's one that I think may really be important to a, a, a fairly large number of veterans. The uh, VA um, and the folks at uh, uh, the loan guarantee portion of VA in particular are looking at some of these folks who are lending to uh, veterans. As, as you know, one of the important benefits that veterans get is guaranteed home loans. And right now, there's been a real problem um, with a few 
lenders in this program who have been what's called churning mortgages. Basically, they give you a mortgage, they give you you know the the, the low introductory teaser rate, and then it goes up. Um, and then what they're doing is they're getting veterans to go from well this this rate went up so. Now I'm going to look at the possibility of refinancing with another low rate that's going to go up. And, you know, if you do that three or four times, it, it gets very painful. And, you know, the, the thing is that a lot of veterans aren't very sophisticated about financial issues. And what happens is they're getting sold these mortgages with these uh, what are apparently low rates that then kick up. And then they're being offered the chance to refinance to a lower rate again which sounds great, but what happens is that each time they refinance, you're having to pay all the typical closing costs and fees, and so that really the cheap rate is illusory. It's it's simply a way to get them into this system where they're frequently refinancing and paying all these fees, and the net result is they're paying a lot more than if they just went out and got a conventional mortgage outside of the VA system. So uh, VA has, is pretty unhappy that lenders are doing this, and they've just issued a bunch of subpoenas to uh, several lenders to require them to disclose records showing what exactly they've been doing and how they've been doing it. And I, I believe, based on the information that's available now, that this is a precursor to them really cracking down on some of the folks who've been really mistreating our veterans and taking advantage of this um, program that's designed to help veterans. So I, I'm, I'm very hopeful that that, will, that abuse will get reined in and a lot of these vets will uh, not continue to be mistreated in this way. Yeah. You know, and, and this is something that, that uh, what do you call it, uh, happens to a lot of people. But, yeah, I, I remember reading an article how – uh, a lot of veterans are being duped, as you mentioned, because one of the benefits is that they, they're they guaranteed a, a mortgage. And that, uh, unfortunately, there's uh, people, uh, scrupulous people, unscrupulous people, uh, who uh, take advantage uh, of, you know, of that situation because it's, it is one of our big goals, one of our, quote, uh, American dreams is to have our own home. And here – you know, as you said, they allure them in with a low or inexpensive rate only to jack it up a year or two later, causing them to refinance. And I'm glad you pointed out that every time you refinance, it's not done for free. It's it's loaded with fees. And so you, you thought you paid down your mortgage for, uh, uh, what do you call it, a year or two, only to find out that you just added an extra $5,000 to your principal. It's not pretty. That's right. And that's that's what's happening. So the VA's Office of the Inspector General and the U.S. Attorney in the Eastern District of New York, which is headquartered in New York City, are conducting this joint investigation and subpoenaing these uh, these lenders. And I'm I'm very hopeful that the net result will be to call out and and stop um, some of these lenders from uh, the kind of practices they're they're currently engaged in. I think that'll be a real boon to a lot of veterans. As, as you pointed out, when the principal keeps going up after you've been paying for several years, it's really pretty disheartening. 
Yeah, it is. And, and here's the nice thing about it. Uh, I'm so glad that the uh, that they're stepping in to do this because we're talking literally millions of people, and all the VA has to do, in fact, all the the we call it uh, the DOD has to do is just put out a message to all of their uh, members, for lack of better terms, and saying, you know, do not do business with this mortgage company. Do not do business with this bank because they're ripping us off or they're taking advantage of our veterans or, or our uh, servicemen and women. And that business uh, will absolutely feel the, that loss of business, right? I mean, so, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's important for these businesses to uh, step up, do business correctly. And if not, they will suffer greatly. I, I certainly hope so. I hope the, the unscrupulous ones get weeded out. Absolutely. All right. So last but not least, uh, any other uh, important news coming out? Well, <laughs> there's, there's one just uh, you, you never know whether to laugh or cry, but um, the, the VA just sent out a notice to uh, about 25,000 veterans that the address the agency has on file for them has been incorrectly changed. Now, think about that a second. The VA is notifying them that their address is incorrect. Okay. If you if you send the notice to the incorrect address saying that they have an incorrect address, it seems unlikely that it's going to get there. <laughs> oh no. So so have they figured out how to how to fix this? I'm not sure they have, Bert. It's, it's just one of those things. They, you know, you, sometimes you just have to shake your head. You, you, yeah. You know, the, the VA is just so big that any errors that get made are magnified by its size. So this particular screw-up apparently uh, involves 25,000 different veterans around the country. So who knows? But the 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 other uh, piece of uh, of news doesn't really relate to current veterans. It's about folks who are currently serving and are, are going to be veterans, obviously. And it's sad. Um, the acting defense secretary just um, put out the latest statistics and the rate of reported sexual assaults in the military, and this is against both women and men, uh, there's a 38% increase between 2016 and 2018. Wow. And, you know, that, I mean, the, the, understand this covers everything from minor groping to out-and-out -out rape, but it, it's not pretty. And the, uh, not surprisingly, the group most at risk are enlisted female troops ages 17 to 24. But a number of, uh, of men get assaulted as well, and you know, the, the statistics are just exactly what you think they are. 85% of the victims knew their assailant. Alcohol was involved in 65% of the assaults. I mean, it's it's the same thing we see outside the military, but unfortunately, inside the military, there are additional considerations involving the rank of the person being assaulted and the person doing the assaulting and other factors, and it's it's just a sad situation. The uh, the acting defense secretary um, has said that uh, they acknowledge it's a persistent 
challenge and they're this is unacceptable and they're going to work on fixing it but I'm not sure that um, it's uh, it's going to be that easy the, the good news is they have had a task force working on this um, uh, Senator McSally from Arizona who's a retired Air Force officer um, you know is on that committee and in fact revealed that during her Air Force days she was raped by a superior officer and it's, it's not unfortunately uh, as uncommon as we would all like it to be but they're working on it and hopefully it'll improve sure sure I mean and, and unfortunately this is this is a numbers game meaning when you have millions of people uh, there are some there's going to be a small percentage that are for lack of better terms, bad people. And it's true. It, One of the interesting parts is is that uh, it's quite a range by service. Um, the the range of uh, of sexual assault was four percent in the Air Force, uh, all the way up to eleven percent in the Marines, which suggests there are some some uh, things going on culturally within uh, those services that make a difference. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know the what do you call it? I, I could I, I could totally see that. Uh, I think the Air Force tends to be uh, tends to be more I think uh, intellectual, for lack of better terms, where uh, as you you know as you go down the line. Uh, Air Force, Navy, Army, Marines, I think it becomes more and more, I don't know. I, I had a point there, but I, I, I've chosen not to keep going. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, bottom line is uh, it's just, uh, again, you know, you have a, you have a group of people in, cro- in close quarters and you mentioned drug, drugs and alcohol. And, and let me tell you, time and time and time again, we have seen good people who are taken down by drugs and alcohol. And, and when I say taken down, maybe uh, the, the fact that, that they uh, suppress certain feelings or certain actions for years, all of a sudden they're, 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 uh, they're in drugs, they're drugged out, and and uh, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, their their inhibitions are you know are released or, or whatever, and and all of a sudden they're they're acting on their feelings or they're acting uh, without thinking, and and it causes a uh, humongous amount of problems for them and their family. So um, it doesn't surprise me. I, I it is a little sad that it's that uh, it sounds like it's gotten worse. Uh, instead of better. Unfortunately, I think that's true. And, and um, partly that I think is, is a reflection of the fact that there are more women currently serving than there used to be. As, as you know, um, years and years ago, back to World War II and so on, most of the, of the women in service were nurses. And now there are far more varied uh, occupations for women within the military 
and so it's uh, they're they're getting exposed to different groups within the within the services as well. So who knows? But at least um, the secretary is proposing to uh, act on it. Congress is uh, is looking at it. There is a task force, and we can only hope that that improves things. Right. Absolutely. Francis Jackson, I want to thank you so much for stopping by. Always good to have you on the show. Again, thank you for protecting our men and women. If somebody wants to reach out uh, to you, they can go to veteransbenefits.com. Is that correct? Veteransbenefits.com? Yes, sir. That's the, that's the place. Veteransbenefits.com. Do not let your family suffer in silence. If, uh, if you have questions, if you've been denied any kind of benefits, check out uh, veteransbenefits.com. And uh, Francis and his team will take care of you. Francis Jackson, thank you so much for stopping by. My pleasure, Bert. And to follow up on your quote of the day, we are relentless in our pursuit of benefits for folks. I love that. Good, good, good closing of the show. Good stuff there from Francis Jackson. Uh, as he says, he is, they are relentless. Uh, these guys have, uh, just like I said, they've taken cases that had to go through literally over a decade of fighting and to uh, take care of these, uh, take care of the veterans. If, uh, so if you have a question, veteransbenefits.com, get your answers there. And as always, my friends, let's share this episode with everybody you know. Let's help as many people as we can get their benefits. Let's help as many people as we can get, the, uh, get their questions answered and have them stop suffering in silence. As always, my friends, remember you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.